Brad Upton on the line with me right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brad, what is the current state of comedy out there? Oh, that's a good question because it's changed so much. I think it's as strong as ever. I mean, there's so many good comics and there's so many ways to find them now. There's people finding them on uh, on TikTok and, and on Reels, on Instagram. I think this I think this is strong. Do you have anything to do with your TikTok page? Not my TikTok page. I don't even know how TikTok works. I don't even I, I, I know how to look at myself or or I don't know I don't get TikTok. But uh, everywhere else I'm uh, I'm pretty active. I all I'm gonna tell you is for someone in my position uh, to do research the. TikTok is so amazing because I could flip through and see all your best stuff like one after the other. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm glad somebody is. Obviously, there are people that are finding it and doing it. No, absolutely. Brad Upton on the line with me right now. Uh, the reason I asked about the state of comedy is because you've been in it for a while. We're living in interesting times. I know you've you know had some uh, parts in your show about this, but is it harder to be a com- uh, comedian now than it was 20 years ago? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know how people get started now. And, and just the, the amount of feedback, the negative feedback, there's positive too, obviously, but everybody thinks they got to pick apart everything. And that's hard to read. You know, people say, don't read the comments. Well, that's easy enough for you to say, but you do read them. And they do. They hurt your feelings. They make you mad. Or people see literally a 30-second piece. They don't see what was said before or after. And then they just jump in with their opinion and tell you why it sucks. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. It's just. It's discouraging. It's such an interesting world because I deal with a lot of the same thing. Just, you know, not uh, on the scale that you probably do, but on the radio side, it is someone, you know, will hear half of what you say. And then you should not only be fired, but never allowed to do that career again. Exactly. That's, that's always oh, the. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had that too. Oh, you, you suck. You'll never make it. You need to find a line of work. I'm like, I've been doing really well for, for decades. So I, just, I, I think I got this figured out. I just always think, imagine if a plumber screwed up and you told him, not only should you be fired, but you shouldn't be allowed to be a plumber ever again. Ever. Ever. <laughs> like, how much slack do you cut your... You know, there's people that just tell me, I'm never... I, I have fans. I've watched you for years, and that joke, I'm never watching you again. I go, really? How's your, how's your spouse when the spouse makes one error? <laughs> you divorcing your spouse over one mistake? I mean... One joke you didn't like, so all of a sudden now you hate me. I'm like, golly, a little rough. I, I always find this fascinating because I do, th- uh, like I asked you, you know, how was it different 20 years ago? But are there jokes now that you wish you could? I, well, that kind of sounds bad, but are there jokes that you wish you could do now, but it's just not worth the effort or worth the trouble? Oh, absolutely. And because you're going to alienate people. That's the other thing. People get their feelings hurt so easily now. It's like, come on. There's plenty of jokes like that you wish you could do, and then you think, no, can't do that. Or there's jokes you look back you did 30 years ago, and you kind of cringe. You go, ooh, ooh, I shouldn't have. Oh, well, that was a long time ago. I'm getting canceled over that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Brad Upton on the line with me right now. And, uh, boy, it's just such an interest. I could could ask you a million questions about this part of the the business because I I think it's so fascinating. Because I think the world is in a lean right now where – you know, back in the 80s or so, you know, you had your Andrew Dice Clays and that sort of thing where the lean of the country was all the way to one way where nobody was offended by anything, 
right? Right. And now you're all the way back the other way. I think at some point it's going to snap back, but I just don't know when that's going to be. No, I would agree. I think it's going to snap back. Uh, It's amazing to me, like you're saying, how people just the cancel culture, and that's a real thing. It's like, just relax. Or the people that all, all feel like they have to comment. I go, you don't have to comment. You can just scroll past. There's nothing wrong with rolling your eyes and scrolling past. You know what I mean? Yeah, where's the days of, well, that guy's an idiot. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Now everybody sees, well, my opinion's really important. No, it's not. Nobody cares. Oh. I just looked at your page. You have 12 friends. How many of the- <laughs> <laughs> my audience and your audience are two very different th- different things, my friend. <laughs> Tell me this. How many of these moments in a day can you turn into a piece of your show? Oh, probably a couple times a day. If, I really, if I'm really motivated, there's probably a couple of times a day when I sit there and think, oh, that could go in, that could go in. There's times, too, where I'm just – there's things I just think about for days until I finally figure out how to make them funny or how to get to the funny part of that. What was but your constantly people see funny stuff all the time. I'm sure you see funny stuff all the time and you bring it to the radio or you you know. I, I have an eight year old and a one year old. I, I have show. Oh, there you go. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't absolutely. even have to try. On some of these moments, what is your kind of eureka moment where it's like, okay, I can make this a part of the show, but I need to figure out how. Like, what's the process there? What's Because everybody's a little bit different with this stuff. Some people, they have that eureka moment. Some people write and write and write and write and write. And what's yours? Uh, they can go both ways. I can have eureka moments where the joke almost is instant and write itself. And then there's sometimes where I just have to, I'll write stuff down and and. and and I won't perform it, but I'll, I will have written it, and I come back and I read it a couple times. I'll read it a couple weeks later, and then I just let it tumble around in my head for a while. Uh, so it's, it's either way. It can be instant. It can take a while. That's my process anyway. You know, everybody has their stories from their show, and everything should be your favorite. It's kind of like having your favorite kid or whatever. But do you have a favorite story that you tell during your shows? Story slash joke type thing? Like, is there one that you always look forward to telling it because this is going to be awesome? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of things in my act I talk about. Uh, I tell stories and about I don't, and, nicknames. And, and Brad, yeah. I, don't wa- I don't want that to be taken the wrong way where it's uh, – I. Other parts of the show aren't as funny, but everybody, I think everybody has their favorite. Oh, absolutely. It's like, <laughs> it's, you have your favorite parts. There's certain material that you really like that you're kind of married to because you just enjoy doing it more. Um, and it's the response. But sometimes there's certain jokes may not be the strongest, but they're my favorites. You know what I mean? So uh, that's, that's an absolute. It's probably that way for, uh, for uh, singers, too. They probably, this wasn't my biggest hit, but it's my favorite you know what I mean? Yeah. In my line of work, I speak to a lot of people on your side of it where you do a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think people think that it's like, oh, I love every song I perform or I love every joke. And it's like, oh, wow, there's probably a part of the night that you're looking forward to in a way that we're looking forward to, you know, the climax of the show. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as a comedian, it's, it's, it's different than a singer because, you know, the singers, you know, if you're going to see the Rolling Stones, you know what you're going to hear. If you're going to go see Billy Joel, you know what you're going to hear. Comics are kind of that way. There's, as, a, as a performer, I'm like, do they want to hear some of my greatest hits or do they want to hear some new stuff? And if I don't do certain bits, people on the way out will go, oh, I was hoping you'd do that one thing about. And I'm like, uh, see, I don't know what the right call is. Do you give them stuff they've heard or do you give them all new stuff? It's a tough. It's a tough question that I, that I still don't know the answer to. 
I was going to say, do you interchange parts of your show? Like one night you'll do, you know, uh, set A or I, I don't know how to group yeah. it, but, uh, I, but, or I, change things around depending on where you're at. Maybe if you're in town for a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I usually will open up with something local. Uh, <laughs> that's my observations. I'll do the local stuff right off the top. And if you saw two shows in two nights, they wouldn't be that much different. But there's nights when I'm like, I'm not doing that chunk. I'm going to do this piece of material tonight instead in its place or drop something. Has there been a local joke that just went wrong from the beginning? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know if I can give you an example, but absolutely. Oh, you're like, you think you're going to make fun of it. You're like, oh, they're a little sensitive about oh, that here. Sorry. Sorry. Son of a buck. They Sorry. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Brad Upton, uh, we'll have all your links at the bottom of the page. Uh, I, I, You're a funny cat, man, and I enjoy talking to you. I appreciate it. I enjoy having you having me on. I appreciate it, man. Perfect. Oh, hey, real quick, I want to ask you something. I know probably everybody asked you, what was it like being a fourth grade teacher? Well, you know what? I love doing it. I love being up. And I, I was with 10-year-olds all day, so I thought I got to entertain myself. So half the time I was making myself laugh, and then some of the kids would go along with me. But when I started doing stand-up, I realized entertaining a room full of drunks and a bunch of 10-year-olds, that is the same job. <laughs> Everybody, farts are funny, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you got hecklers, in, you got hecklers in, in fourth grade. You got hecklers in a comedy club. Awesome. Brad Upton, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, B-Talks. I appreciate it, man. Take care.